The Charging Buffalo Podcast is brought to you by Just Dishin. Use code TCB at checkout to save 10% off your order. Follow them on Twitter at Just Dishin. Hello, everyone. This is the Charging Buffalo Podcast. We are on Season 4, Episode 8. I'm Joe, and as always, i got Luke next to me in the studio, and we're ready to talk some Sabres hockey for the first time in a couple weeks. Yes, and before we get into much stuff, I want to say happy Veterans Day to everyone out there, especially Marcus Johansson, Marco Scandella, Kyle Opozo, and Carter Hutton, some of the veterans <laughs> that the Sabres have. Just kidding. But especially happy Veterans Day to any World War II soldiers that are still alive today because you saved the world. And I love you. And if you're listening to this podcast and your grandpa or something, your dad, is is a, a veteran of World War II, tell them I said thank you and you are truly the greatest generation. Absolutely. There we go. All right. So uh, into the hockey discussion now. The Sabres uh, kind of suck mm. as of late. Uh, I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of them because of uh, work con- conflicting with that. But have you? I'm sure you have, right? Um. Well, here's a funny thing. I, too, have not been able to watch much. And that is part of the reason why, not lying, I am leaving one of my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> because I never get to watch the Sabres, among other reasons. Uh, but I was able to see about the second half of Friday's game. That is Friday's game. So I saw a bit of that. I saw both of Reinhardt's goals. And it just feels like it's been an eternity between games. So I don't even remember who, when, where they played before that. It has been it? a long time. The they Islanders. Like two, yeah, it was the Islanders and game. They I worked nothing. during that. The night before that, we faced the Capitals. I worked during that. I'm happy I did, though, because it was a blowout. Mm-hmm. The I'm Capitals game was time. rough. I watched. I, I missed the first period, and they were already losing like 4 nothing by the time I got mm-hmm. back home and wa- to finish watching it, but they didn't look mm-hmm. all that great. Islanders game, I heard they played well. I still haven't watched the rest of it, but uh, I heard they played well, but they just couldn't score. I lost one nothing. Yeah, I was behind the counter at work on during the Capitals game, and I kept looking up. And <clears> oh, <throat> the Capitals scored. Okay, it's one nothing. I look up. Oh, are they showing a replay of that still? No, it's two nothing. Oh, they're showing a replay of that. No, well, it's three nothing. Yeah, it all, and it's, it's, um, all four goals came four mm-hmm, minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Capitals are a good team. They're legit. They're still a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, but how about the the games in Sweden? The goal, the Global Series. I got to watch the. The one on Saturday, rough. Two very close games. Yeah, two close games. They they played Tampa okay, but I don't know. The scoring is not there. Yeah, the scoring has not been there. Well, they're really getting scoring just out of Reinhardt, basically, right now. Mm-hmm. Olofsson finally got his first 5-on-5 five five goal. Uh, Olofsson had a good couple of games, though. Mm-hmm. I did see a bit of his play. His goal in Saturday's game was a highlight reel one. Uh, and it wasn't just a snipe on the off wing. You no, know, he, he, had to work, he had to work for that. He was on the ground and still just a phenomenal job by Victor to get that goal. But mm-hmm. Sam Reinhardt on pace for 40 goals. The Samurai, indeed. He has mm-hmm. been really good, and he's going to get paid. Uh, <laughs> at one point, I thought that the Sabres might be able to swing for the fences and go for a big free agent in the offseason. Probably not anymore because Olafson, he's going to get – paid something. He's not going to get a minor league deal. Mm-hmm. Middlestat, he'll probably get a little something, nothing crazy. But Reinhardt, he's going to get paid. Montour will probably get paid. Like, we're talking like 4 or $5 million there. And I'm assuming I think they got one more. One more guy that they would have to pay. Well, you're talking Rodriguez who... He'll be gone. They, they'll probably move on from him. He's an RFA. Allmark, too. He's an RFA. So there are guys that are going to have to get paid this offseason. Reinhardt, one of them, and he's probably going to get like $8 million. And I know it's probably a tough pill to swallow for some people to even think about that, but mm-hmm. the man deserves it. Like, you look around the league, he he's one of the most underrated 
players in the league. It's and underrated in Buffalo too because he people, really is. People will say, "Oh, soft Sam Reinhardt, blah blah blah," but like he sticks up for himself and his teammates. He's always sticking More up like, for guys. He's not dropping the gloves like some of the boomers want him mm-hmm. to do. Uh, not going to mention any names, but uh, soft hand Sam. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to call him. Not to Reinhardt's legit. Reinhardt is legit. Silky hands. That's all he has. He's a good hockey player. Mm-hmm. And ever mm-hmm. since our uh, podcast was titled Casey Middlestad is Elite, uh, Middlestad has kind of been the opposite of Elite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The opposite of Elite. So maybe we should title this one uh, Middlestad's a bust, and then he'll break out and mm-hmm. score a bunch. Mm-hmm. But Sherry, Connor Sherry, hasn't really done anything in the past two or three weeks. Jimmy VC continues to be. A complete non Wasn't factor. he a healthy scratch in the first Tampa game? I know Rodriguez was playing in that game. Rodriguez in the Saturday game, he was skating hard. That was the the only game that I really like took away from it. Like, oh, he's playing well. And then Saboka, Saboka got, got somewhere in there. killed by Kucherov in the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? That's a he should have been suspended for that. Uh, yeah, I think. From where they were on the ice, had it been against the boards or something, and it was like an actual <clears throat> hip check, then I wouldn't mind. But he did it in open ice when Saboka did not have the puck and the play was not even going into the... Sorry. <clears throat> the Sabres were not even, you know, pressuring in the Tampa end or anything. Mm-hmm. They were, I think Tampa was actually bringing the puck out of the zone because McElhinney wasn't... It was Vasilevsky. It was that Vasilevsky time. that... He wasn't yeah. even doing anything. He was just looking and watching the play. And Spoke just kind of wanders... He's not even looking at Kucherov, mm-hmm. first of all, and he just kind of wanders into there and gets taken out. I think it's just... It was it was dirty. No penalty called, of course, but... Was there a timetable on Saboka's injury here or no? No, but I know John Vogel tweeted after the game that he was in a leg cast or an air cast. So I don't know what that means, but... It means Vladimir is not going to be playing for a while. Oh, come, we're not going down that road now. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But maybe this allows some jumbling of the lines, perhaps? Okay, well... My big criticism of Ralph Kruger here, like some of the criticisms for the past three coaches, they change lines too much. Mm-hmm. This man's not changing the lines nearly enough. Mm-hmm. The th- th- what is it? They've you lost need that right flavor balance. They've lost six of seven. Mm-hmm. They did switch up the D pairs a little bit, but my, the biggest issue I have with this team right now, why is Jake McCabe, why are Jake McCabe and Rasmus versus the Lions still together? They're clearly a problem. And although I do think Ristolainen has been better this year, I don't really no complaints. I mean, yeah, he's still kind of lost in the D zone a little bit and takes stupid. The only thing decision making is bad. But Jake McCabe has been god awful. He has been arguably their worst player this year. The things that stick out to me with Risto are those three glowing turnovers that he had that led to goals earlier in the year. That the the Montreal game. Happened a few other times, too. It might have just been one other time. But those are the only bad plays. One thing that comes to mind, yeah. I think, in the Tampa game, uh, there were, like, two Tampa players in the crease just whacking away at the puck. And McCabe is off with his thumb up his butt, and Ristolainen is hitting someone. That, and then they get, like, eight whacks at the puck, and I think because it's Because I'm pretty sure it went Me out. Risto, me hit guy. That's all he does. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's Ristolainen's philosophy on defense is me hit guy in front of me switch him to forward already okay you've heard here before the man's doesn't even know he's a forward yet but he is i i mean i wouldn't he wants to to play like a forward let him play as forward okay we don't have enough goal scoring and you're seeing his point production decrease because Mm -hmm. he's not on the number one power play anymore and i think everyone saw that coming you know what's funny he's a minus two that just cracks me up because, you know, he's like minus 400 in his career or whatever. I don't know what it is. Looks like a, the temperature in Buffalo in the winter <laughs> is plus minus. But, no. Uh, listen, it's not the end of the world, okay? I have but said, my, Joe. My problem here is they are always on the ice with Jack Eichel. Always. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, Am too? I wrong? They are always on the ice when the Eichel line is out there. And to, to piggyback on that, whenever the... Eichel line is not on the ice. Nothing is happening. 
<laughs> nothing happens when those guys are not on the ice. When it's when it's not Eichel, Reinhardt, Olafson, even nothing happens for this team. They you don't need get the defenders to move the puck to the forwards. That might be a problem. Yes, you can't just have Jack Eichel in mm-hmm. the D zone break the puck out every single time and skate it in the zone. I mean that com- that becomes predictable, right? I mean coaches. It's always Eichel team the puck out. Teams Rista are. Linen can't make a pass. Mm-hmm. Jake McCabe cannot make a pass. They need to stop putting like. First of all, Jake McCabe has to go. I know there's a lot of people that are Jake McCabe fans out there. I know there. a lot of girls think he's cute, okay? Yes. I know he dresses well. Okay. But, like, it's just not working anymore. He's got another year left on his contract. He's this year's Marco Scandella of you know last what? year. Wasn't Craig Reve waived when he was the captain? He was. So you can't chart it up as, oh, he's an assistant I captain. I forgot about that. I really forgot that they waived Craig Reve yeah. when he was the captain. I remember that day. I remember that day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. At, at that point, I wasn't really a, like a diehard fan, like paying mm-hmm. attention. I just remember oh, what happened to Craig Reve, and they were facing Columbus one day, and I'm like, "What the heck? When did this happen?" Didn't he sign with Columbus after that too? Or did he play a little I bit don't know. in Columbus? I don't think so. I know he went to the East Coast <clears throat> League. Craig Reve. Uh, you know what though? Let's talk about Jeff Skinner being a pest because oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw, but after he took that dive, he. Completely embellished a high stick. It didn't even hit him. I from, love Jeff uh, Skinner. It might have been... Was it Yanni Gord? It was Yanni Gord who lifted his stick. And Gord had a nice game. Kind Saturday. of sold it. But, man, Skinner just... He laughs in guys' faces. He gets under He's a guy's a... skin. Everyone... like It seems like every other game, there's mm-hmm. someone that has a problem with Jeff Skinner. He has a very punchable face. He does. He's he always does. smiling. Always smiling. I can understand why people would be... And I, I just think it's funny how it's a whole face-off, even... It's like two face-offs removed from this penalty happening. It's the first face-off after the... Or, you know, during the power play. And I think it's Cedric Paquette or something, let's say, shoves him. Then Skinner's just like skating, shake, doesn't even acknowledge it. Then Patrick Maroon, when Skinner's standing still, comes up behind him and just like bumps into him, and Skinner falls forward. Then... The face-off after that, the ensuing stoppage, Anthony Sorelli comes up and hits him and, like, is talking smack to him. Do you see that? I think like, I remember it, yeah. Man, like, th- this guy just attracts attention. Uh, but, hey, here's there's Craig Gervais with the Blue Jackets. The 10-year anniversary. Yep. There it is. Uh, I <laughs> want to touch on this. Uh, after Saboka got injured by Kucherov, mm-hmm. there was another, you know, this happens about four times a year where there's some big mass movement on Sabres Twitter from the one side. I'm not saying everyone is saying this, but there is a section of people that want uh, the Milan Luciches of the world that are just going to punch people in the face. Some people want uh, Jack Eichel and Sam Reiner and Jeff Skinner to get in fights and drop the gloves. Drop the gloves. We're soft. we got to talk about the Lucic thing, too, because I have, I have thoughts on that. Man, like, it's not 1974 anymore. Nope. We shouldn't expect... The Sabres to play like it's 1974 anymore. It's a new day. Fighting is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say it, but people who like fighting in hockey, it's done. You know, and it probably will never come back. It, it, if more people saw Connor McDavid, one of his three goals last night, the one where he glowed in and fell to one knee and still just glided on the ground, staying with the puck, then got up and scored somehow past two defenders. If more people saw that then they wouldn't want to see fighting anymore. They'd want to see that beautiful type of hockey that Connor McDavid plays. The world needs more Connor McDavid's. The world doesn't need any more Ryan Reeves and Milan Guncic, okay? That was, why that was really why does everyone love Ryan Reeves? Because he's, he's... I don't understand. He's funny. It's like every other week, someone's like... We need Ryan. We need a guy like Ryan Reeves. Where? Okay, Sabres trade for Ryan Reeves. Where do you put him in the lineup? That's what I want to know. Where? You gonna put him with Eichel? Well, we gotta protect our stars. But no, Joe, it's not 1980 anymore. Okay? Joe, he Jeez. drops the gloves. I mean, what more do you want? It's hockey. He drops the gloves. I mean, I would maybe I would be more upset about uh, no one sticking up for Saboka if I actually liked Saboka, but. Good lord, I feel bad for the guy. I, I don't. Know. I mean, yeah, sure, he's hurt, whatever. But like, my god, he doesn't belong here. I have some comments on 
this Lucic thing, if I may. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Hockey etiquette, if you will. You know what I mean, right? The traditions of hockey, standing up for your teammate. For example, you, you try poking at a goaltender to get the puck free, and a skirmish develops out of that, right? That's that's a tradition yeah. in hockey. Not to mention, goaltenders wear pads that are the size of uh, what? Um, I, I, you know, I mean, they're they're big. They're big pillows that yeah. you're not going to get hurt getting slapped there. Okay, I can tell you to, hey, I'm going to put this big pad on, and Joe, I want you to smash me across it because i'm a real man okay like you're not proving anything like it's protecting me well this whole thing hockey etiquette okay it's customary that oh if you touch the goalie in any sort of way then you're gonna get your head caved in junior okay cole sherwood who's a, a young man just breaking into the league okay Let's keep in mind, hockey players are human beings, all right? Every athlete's a human being, all right? I think we got to look at it from a human perspective more often. But Cole Sherwood comes in, probably his one of his first 10 games in the league, and whoever the goalie was, uh, Riddick, it was Riddick, makes a save, stoppage. Before that, Sherwood takes a few bops at the pads to try and poke the puck free. Who cares? He's... is. Is Cole Sherwood going to break David Riddick's neck by swatting at his pads? Is, is he going to, you know, is he going to give him diabetes by <laughs> swiping at his legs? I don't think so. I don't no. think that's how it works. So, <laughs> tell me how it's justified for a dude tapping a man whose legs are heavily padded, not to mention thick socks and shin guards beneath those socks and pads as well. How is it justified... To, yes, sucker punch a guy for doing that. It's not an eye for an eye. That You know, that's not justice, okay? Uh, I mean, and again, like, James, yes. James Neal has uh, a lot of points in Edmonton right now. Lots of goals. Yes. What a bad trade. What a bad trade. Well, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I got to go on with this. Uh, yes, this was a sucker punch, and and I, I've heard common uh, commentators say elsewhere that if you're Cole Sherwood, you have to know this was coming, or no, he didn't, because a normal person doesn't punch somebody in the face for swatting a guy whose legs are heavily padded and protected in the first place. How was Cole Sherwood supposed to expect this guy to punch him in the face? For a routine hockey play. It's hockey, man. Milan Lucic is trying so hard, and this is what Andrew Peters said on the end scares as well. Milan Lucic is trying so hard to stay relevant in this league because he knows his star is behind him and it's fading Mm -hmm. that he's just going to do this kind of crap to try and stay in the lineup, get his name out there, do whatever he has to do because he knows that he's completely useless otherwise. And Ryan Miller said it seven years ago anyway, saying he's a complete piece of you know what mm-hmm. it it if you think that lucic is in any way like justified for this i don't care who I, i'm no. insulting here yeah you are an absolute idiot <laughs> you are a moron <laughs> like are you gonna it's your job okay let's say you're at you're at work and someone you know uh, you know someone makes you mad okay one of your coworkers makes you mad all right what are you, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna knock their lights out? I'm in the end, they're all human beings. You know? Can we think about it that way for a second here? You gotta punch a man in the face for uh, tapping your oh, oh, but that's my goalie. Sh- sh- so what? <laughs> it's just it's going too far, okay? End rant. Okay. Well, back to the. I'm glad I could get that. <laughs> back to the the movement where people want the Sabres to acquire goons. Uh, I just had something I wanted to say. I completely forgot. I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Remember you referenced seven years ago, Milan Lucic, mm-hmm. 
uh, running Ryan Miller and <clears throat> Gostad not sticking up. I tweeted for him. that video and got like 47 likes mm-hmm. and like 17 retweets. <laughs> but anyways, remember their attitude after that? Like, oh, they did nothing. We're, no, in oh, the off season they're like, oh, we're going to be harder to play against. Oh yeah. The harder to play against Buffalo Sabres era. I think I know who was. Where uh, Derek Roy for Steve Ott. Interesting. Uh, John Scott. <clears throat> With the flames in the background. Remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that era. Do you know what spawned from that era? Some really bad teams. Some very bad Sabres teams. Very bad Sabres teams. And then the tank. And then we're still here. Uh, maybe. Possibly. <clears throat> but, yes. Uh, no, we don't need Ryan Reeves. We need players like Brad Marchand. Mm-hmm. We need players like Brady Kachuk, like Matthew Kachuk, who play with an edge, mm-hmm. but can also play hockey that can contribute in other ways than punching someone in the face mm-hmm. or hitting. Yeah. We need players with speed and that aren't slugs like Milan Lucic, Ryan Reeves, like how many, how many play, how many goons are in the league anymore? How many? Like you can count them on one hand. You can count two them hands. on exactly. I was just saying the same thing. There are maybe less than ten goons that are in the league. That people are always like, oh, we need someone like that. I just don't get it. Like there are there are guys now that play with an edge. Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk. Like Matthew and Brady Kachuk. Like, the Sabers need someone like that. That's the dream. That's that's. They should try and get. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't grow on trees, though. That's no. the problem. That's the only problem. Would have been nice if the Canadians would have given Buffalo a third pick for O'Reilly, but so they would have drafted Kachuk. But it is what it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get down the Ryan O'Reilly rabbit hole, but yeah, those Kachuk boys can play. I'll tell they you, they can. They're good. Mm-hmm. I, like Brady Kachuk is a really good player. Mm-hmm. It's a shame he's playing on such a horrible team in Ottawa, but. Mm-hmm. Did you see Anders Nielsen was the number one star of the week? I heard someone say something. Yeah, it was 3 0, 950 save percentage. Good for him. I good always for, liked good, Anders Nielsen. Good I, for him. He was good. I, I didn't mind him here. Yeah, how are the Sanders doing? <laughs> They're, they have 16 points. Wow. No, not 16. Yeah, wait, that might seem be right. Is might it like be 16. maybe a, might really? Be a, might be like 11. Well, that would be four points behind the Sabres, though. It, that doesn't seem to The unless... Sabres are. It's really close. If you look at the wild card standings, like they're. Another couple losses away from really falling off. There's some... No, they, the Sounders have 13 points. They're tied with Detroit last in the East. Okay, wow. Wow. I didn't know even Detroit had that much. Mm. Hmm, I thought Detroit was really Worst bad. team in the league is L.A. with 11. Mm. Okay, you got anything else to say on the Sabres' recent games before we get into some trade speculation? Uh, no, not, not, not really. Nothing I can think of. Okay, well, trade speculation time. Jeremy White... Uh, WGR 550, uh, pretty widely known that he's got a super secret uh, source on Twitter, and I can confirm and vouch that this person is real. He's not making this stuff up because I've seen it with my own eyes, him getting the DMs and saying, oh, I got something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was there with my own eyes. But so he went to Twitter on, I believe, Saturday, maybe Sunday, and he said, he tweeted out a gif of a cup of water with it moving. And he said, there's a rumble out there as far as trades go. Mm-hmm. And he said, putting this out there on the record, Western Conference forward. And there are lots of teams in the West that guys have been tied to trade rumors. And also Chad D. Domenesis of Die by the Blade. Give him a follow. Lots of good content over there. And he says, I want to get this out there before it's too late in the evening. I'll piggyback of what Jeremy tweeted earlier. I've heard similar chatter that Bottrell is in... <clears throat> similar chatter that he has heard in the last 24 hours on Bottrell with trades. Sabres are, quote, working hard to acquire a forward from a Western team. And then he goes on to say, I can't give a ton of details at this point and nothing's imminent. However, there's urgency to try and get something done in the very near future next week, which that was on Saturday or Sunday. Now, over the summer, insider trading, uh, I think it was Pierre Lebrun, reported that the Sabres had interest in Jason Zucker. The Minnesota Wild currently are tied for second last in the league. I could definitely see him going in a trade. Zucker has term and is on a reasonable cap hit. Uh, But 
What's it going to cost? If you look at the Western Conference, the only two teams that realistically might be looking to trade a guy is the Wild and the Kings. Exactly. It has to be one of them. Everyone else, they're still pretty close to a playoff spot. I mean, Chicago, it's either superstars or guys that they can't afford to trade because that's their entire team. Anaheim is firmly in the race for Andre playoffs. Kasha was almost traded for Justin Falk. I mean, if they can swing a deal for Kasha, that'd be great. But I just, I don't know if any of these, if we'd be saying Edmonton, a player back probably not trading guys. anyone. No. Arizona, why would Arizona, they? Arizona, I guess they were scouting Buffalo. There I, was something who, in 31 Thoughts where, I can look it up, hold on. Who would they get rid of, though? I don't know. Well, it's, Arizona, it's, you it's, never it's, know with John Chica. You never know. It's not going to be Connor Garland. Oh, they should have just drafted Connor Garland. I'll you want to know that. who was drafted before a pick Devontae before Stevens. Devontae Stevens. Yeah. I saw that coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. I That was a mistake just waiting to happen. But, I mean, I don't the think... The Sharks, maybe. The Sharks, perhaps. It's just, I don't think they're ready. If, they, if they're going to move forward, then they're they're calling it... They're calling the, they can't. The they don't have their first round pick. Right. They can't, they, they can't, they can't do they that. Can't, they can't... Be like, okay, well, they can't throw in the towel before they try and fix things. Minnesota and L.A. are the only teams firmly in position where it makes sense. I would assume the Sabres would be sending picks back because, I mean. Well, if you think about it, Minnesota, it would be picks or prospects. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Bill Guerin thinks of this team. What does he think? Does he think, okay, well, does he think, okay, well, maybe we're close or is committing to a rebuild? Minnesota, you're looking at forwards like Kevin Fiala, Joel Eriksson-Eck, Zucker. There are guys available there for sure. And I, I know that Fiala's name is out there. But now let's go to the Kings. Uh, Tyler Toffoli. What do you think about the possibility of Toffoli? I think it will be exciting. I, I'm not very familiar with Toffoli's game. I, I, I've never keyed on him that much. But, I mean, it, it people have wanted him for so long then. I there must be Toffoli some kind of was a guy that a lot of every, a lot of Sabres fans wanted them to trade for at the 2014 trade deadline when the Kings had interest in Matt Molson. Mm-hmm. I guess I heard I thought I heard somewhere that Murray could have gotten Toffoli if, if in a Molson trade if they just would have added something, but obviously that never happened. Toffoli is a former 30 goal scorer, usually consistent 15 to 20 goals a year. I I hear some people even say he's like a poor man's Mark Stone. He's he's good. He's good. I defensively not bad. I mean, skating, skating's not the best, but that's what the Sabers need in their bottom six. Bottom well, you nine, put him on the top line. Put him with Skinner and Eichel. That's that'd be a good line. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good line. Now he has been playing on LA. He's been scratched a little bit to start. Maybe he's not meshing well with in the Todd McClellan system. It happens sometimes. He the Kings were terrible last year, and he didn't produce as much, but. When the Kings were good, he was scoring goals. And he's still pretty young, too. How old is he, 26? Tyler Toffoli? Yeah, scroll to the right a little bit. Oh, yeah, I think he's sorry. 26. 27. 27. $4.6 million cap hit, and he's a pending unrestricted free agent. You make this trade. Now, maybe it fixes your season. If it doesn't work out, you could always deal him at the deadline if you decide not to extend him. And th- there's no other players on this team who... That- Sabres would realistically go after. But you know what? The Kings, they need defense. Take a look at their defensemen. Scroll down. Drew Doughty, Martinez, Hutton, Walker, Ryan, Roy, and McDermott. It you really to, trails You mean off. to tell me they can't fit in, like, McCabe, Scandella, even Bogosian, I'm sure they would be like, yeah, for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. I could see it. You know what? Give me Gabe Velarde. What's going on with him? Uh, I think he's at back. He's, he's back or neck injuries, one of the two. But mm. he he's such a skilled player to the point where you can put those injuries aside and maybe take a flyer on him. But I think it's Tyler Toffoli. That I think the forward that they're going to trade for is Tyler Toffoli. I'm trying to find this. Okay. No, that's not it. I'm trying to find. Okay, here we go. Uh, on Arizona, you watch some of the early season surprise. No, wait, that's not it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Arizona. Am I in the wrong 31 thoughts? I might be. I apologize. But I'll try and find the fact that Elliot Friedman brought up about the scouts that were watching Buffalo. Well, I'm going to go through Minnesota right now. Uh, (laughs) 
What about Victor Rask? <laughs> I wouldn't want that contract. Absolutely not. I found it, though. Okay. May mean something, may mean nothing, but both Montreal and New Jersey sent a different mix of scouts to separate games in Buffalo. First was against Arizona, second versus the Islanders. When I first started, GM told me that was to look at that sort of thing. So Montreal, New Jersey, scouting Buffalo in two different games, uh, not Arizona. It was an Arizona game, so my memory was not doing me any favors there. So Montreal, New Jersey, not Western Conference teams, obviously. But could those be teams looking at a guy like Ristolainen maybe? Who knows? Maybe the Devils more so. I could see. Mm-hmm. I would love Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. I would really love Taylor Hall, but mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. I don't know. They have to try and fix this. They have to try. Because if they wait another month or two and then it just continues to get bad, and now you're looking at another season like last year. And we don't want that, obviously. So go get a Tifoli, Zucker, even Fiala. Fiala's really young. He's going to end that contract as an RFA, I believe. Why not? Go for it. Don't you don't I mean you're not saying trade the first round pick, but if the, if a deal presents itself, why can't they do something like what the Canucks did with JT Miller? They gave Tampa a guaranteed first round pick, but they said the condition. All right, if we make the playoffs, you can keep the pick this year. If we miss the playoffs, we're keeping the pick, but you get the pick next year, no matter what. Something like that, pick protection like that. Because if I'm Buffalo, I'm not trading that first round pick this year unless they're going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. because this draft is loaded, loaded with talent. Yeah. I'm, I'm not tri- I'm Absolutely not. This draft might honestly be just as good as a 2015 draft where we've really? seen a lot of superstars emerge very early on. Well, you have uh, Lafreniere. Lafreniere. And then I told yeah. you before we started recording, Byfield could be Eric Lindros. Mm-hmm. That's how good he is. You did indeed say that. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've, I haven't watched any Quentin Byfield yet. You know who is in Quentin Byfield's Twitter profile picture, or at least was? Who? Uko Pekalukinen. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They, they oh, played together. Went to Sudbury. Sudbury. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. But like, what? I'm not. I'm not advocating a tank or anything this year. But like, imagine if they got a guy like Quentin Byfield. You have Cousins emerging, Byfield emerging. That could forward Byfield, core is nasty. Could Byfield start the year here next year? Oh, oh yeah. Mm. He'd be mm. second-line center probably. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, yeah, and that, then all of a sudden you got a decision. Like two of Cousins, Byfield, or Middlestat would have to go to the wing unless you're going to play one of them at the third-line center. But that's a pipe dream at this point. I would be surprised if Buffalo falls off that much. But Just a... Quick draft question here. Where do you see Cole Perfetti going? Definitely in the top ten. Okay. I know he had a slow start to the season, like his first like eight games or something like that. He had like two, one or two points, but he's been on fire lately. How about Stranges? Oh, I I want him. He he's really good. He I like Antonio Stranges, and I have a London Knights jersey, so I would love to if the Sabers drafted a London Knight, so I could put one of them on the back of it, but. He he's a nice, really talented player. He skates so, skates so well. Like I think he'd be a perfect fit. But he's probably gonna go in the late mid to late teens, I would guess, barring like an amazing year. But I want to touch on this OHL Connor McMichael. You heard all about him last year on the podcast, and uh, Kaliev lighting up the Ontario League. I think the last time I checked, they were one and two in scoring. Well, like almost at like a two point per game pace. I don't understand. Like I get okay. Didn't Kelly have drop two in the draft? He went thirty third to LA. LA got a good one there, but McMichael they didn't have a chance at him because the Blues won the cup. I really wanted him, but there is no excuse passing on an Arthur Kelly of that's a. Los Angeles, on face. Los Angeles is doing a really nice job uh, drafting. drafting, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially the last couple of years. Yes. Like, they got... Uh, Rasmus Kapari. Rasmus Kapari is probably going to be on the team next year. They got uh, Turcotte, fifth, mm-hmm. and then they got Kaliev, 32nd, and they they drafted Bjornfoot Bjorn mm-hmm. with their second first round. he's playing pick, already, right? He was. I think they sent him back, but it, he was a little bit in the beginning. But, mm-hmm. man, the Kings have a very nice prospect. 
Yes. Very nice. And Akil Thomas, too, who I, I really like. I want the Sabres to trade for him, and that's a Foley deal, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Give him Matias Sam. Like, Sam, I just threw this out there earlier. Samuelson, Rodriguez, and McCabe for Toffoli and Thomas. Do it. Why not? I I would be thoroughly happy. And it seems like a realistic possibility, too, because like- Rodriguez's name has been out there. He probably wants a fresh start. And McCabe has just been so bad. That, and there's so many defensemen here. they got to do something. So, I don't know. Do something. Prospects are just, I feel like they're never swapped in straight-up trades. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think you it'd know. be, because the, fix the mistake. Like, fix your mistake. They should have never picked Samuelson. We'll, we'll be the ones that are proposing the trade. I just don't think that's customary to ask for a prospect in exchange. Mm-hmm. Prospect maybe a, maybe prospect. a draft pick, right? No, I don't know. But, I don't uh, do it in NHL, because I feel like it's not realistic. I'm in shell, that is. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, you guys know I don't love Matias Samuelson as a player. So yeah. yeah uh, is there is there anything else we're missing here before we get into questions? Uh, what booty cheek of the week? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Well, you. folks, uh, it's with disappointment and heartbreak that I announce that this week's booty cheek is none other than John Terry. Whose uh, 85-year run on CBC came to an end today with his dismissal following derogatory comments towards Canadian immigrants. It, somehow it just caught up to Don now. I'm disappointed because I've always been a fan of Don. Don has been a fixture of my upbringing, quite frankly listening my parents make fun of him and eventually making fun of him myself with my friends but you learn to love these guys when you start to make fun of them and move them as much as you do so i'm disappointed that don would just be so oblivious to you know the room if you will like read the room dude like you can't say this stuff on tv anymore uh he, he was a fun analyst to watch I think his time is done. He should have just retired many years ago. It sucks the way it ended. But yeah, of course, I, I, I don't agree with what he said. Obviously, it's it's his opinion. But it's just from a pure entertainment standpoint. I thought it was just great to laugh at him and just make fun of the stuff he says. And it's, it's the end of an era in hockey. Uh, and you know what? Maybe... This is the start. I mean, a boomer has been dismissed, right? Millennials. Is he, is he before? Uh, he boomer? was. He was way before boomers. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he predates boomers, indeed. But I mean, maybe this is the start of a changing attitude in hockey, where hey, this this punching guys in the face buffoonery is not going to be accepted anymore. Uh, hockey has to be the most racist sport on the planet, quite frankly. With, I mean it. We saw it in the news recently, too. I don't know if USA Hockey or some kind of uh, institution, hockey-wise, came out and said that they're not going to tolerate racism in hockey. Well, you shouldn't in the first place. You know, I mean, hockey's the mm-hmm. only sport that has to come out and say that. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's an inherent problem in the sport itself. And Don is the first domino to fall, quite frankly. And, uh, good, you know, uh, missed reactions all around. I'm just disappointed that... Yeah, I know you, you love Don Don let Cherry. me down. You love Don Cherry. He, he let me down, and now I can't say that I, I like him anymore mm-hmm. because he had to go say something stupid and just be a, a, a buffoon, quite frankly. And apparently Ron McLean gave a thumbs up and a nod <laughs> to the stuff he said. Like, <laughs> dude, like, are you both just dumb? Like, uh, I, I, I hate it. You know um, what? Coach's corner should be... Jeff Merrick taking Ron McLean's spot and Brian Burke. Brian Burke. Brian Burke be... taking Don Cherry. It's, it makes sense. He, you know who's great is uh, David Amber. I like David He's Amber. He's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, he already hosts uh, the the late game on Hockey Night Canada, so throw him in the, Him and Brian Burke. That would be wonderful. Or even Jeff Merrick, because Jeff Merrick is awesome. I love Jeff Merrick. Or Steve Dangle. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Not that clown. But, like, I didn't think 
I was surprised to hear the news that Don Cherry was fired. I thought it was a complete, genuine shock to me. I was really surprised, and uh, Greg Washinsky said that Sportsnet issued the apologies, hoping that everything would just blow over, and it didn't. So they had no choice but to move on. But... I mean, it's about time it caught up to the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. he was saying Ruskies and making fun of the Swedes and Finns in the '80s when that stuff could fly. Yeah, but I mean, he still does that. He did I know. that stuff. I mean, oh, man, like he, uh, he's, and, a, like, he's I was a Canadian just... supremacist, <laughs> quite frankly. I was I was just thinking earlier, like Sean Shannon, mm-hmm. uh, Doug, uh, what's it, the old GM, the Doug, uh, Doug McLean. Okay, yeah, Doug McLean. Like all these guys are getting let go by Sportsnet, and they're just keeping Don Cherry. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was that rumor over the summer that Don Cherry was let go too, and he was like, "Oh no, like nope." It, it just it's it's just pure disappointment. That's how I feel. I, I you know, it, it, Don didn't have to go down that path. And, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. Sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like goes right. on. Uh, how about some questions? Now, All right. Unless you got anything to add. No, no. Let's get into it. All right. Not, we got a handful here. Not as many people have been submitting questions recently, but... <sighs> Uh, Nick, yes. What defenseman do you think will be traded? Uh, At this point, I don't think Rasmus Ristolainen is going anywhere. Oh God. I don't uh, think he's going anywhere. And I have a feeling he's just going to be here the rest of his contract, which is not very surprising. But You know what I think? I think... Well, you go first. I'll give mine after. I think... Nobody is traded, but rather Henry Yokiharu is sent to Rochester. Oh, don't, no, don't even. a state of upheaval consumes Sabres Twitter. Uh, That's just, I don't see this regime moving anybody. They don't make trades. They don't make trades that should happen. During season. Yeah, they don't make, they, they don't do anything. You know, I mean, it's, Sorry. You're looking into space right now. The sad thing is that I could legitimately see that happen. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like they didn't have a plan as to what to do with all these defensemen. Does does it not? It's it looks like they didn't they don't have a plan. Nobody in hockey ever has a plan. Like it looks like oh they're just locking into these injuries. Like oh we don't have to do anything now that oh Scandell is hurt, Bogosian's hurt. We don't have to do anything mm-hmm. anymore. They got like eleven NHL defensemen in their organization right now. Like Will Borgen can probably play right now, but he's behind like seven guys, seven bubble guys. Yeah, well, um, I've seen enough of this movie to know what happens. I mean, Lawrence Pilot still isn't here. I mean, Pilot should be here. And if you're talking about a partner for Ristolainen, and Pilot's that guy because Ristolainen played his best hockey last year when Pilot was on his. Left side. I mean, how many years is this going on now where Sabres fans are clamoring for a young defenseman to be called up that's just getting buried? He's not even young. Pilot's not even young. Well, no, I know. I, Lawrence Pilot's but, 24. I know there's this misconception out there in some of the media outlets that, oh, they got to keep the kid in Rochester. Ristolainen is like a year older than But Pilot. you get what I'm saying. Relative to experience in the NHL, yeah. a few years ago it was Brendan Gooley. Then, uh, well, now it's Pilot. Will Borgen is kind of that way, too. It's just always a defenseman that will not get called up. I mean, heavens with forwards, too. C.J. Smith went through And I him. think people have, that ship has sailed that on C.J. Smith, too. Now, this year was his year. And but what if that happens to Pilot? It might. It really could. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to, because I really Victor like Victor Antipin it happened to. He he was just in the doghouse, though. That was the, that was the thing. Housley ruined him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm not playing him. Pilot should be in the lineup, and he should be with Ristolainen, but I don't think because they're gonna have to trade like three defensemen to make that happen. That's a th- that's the thing. I think at this point you can trade Marco Scandella, but he's been good. Do you really want to trade him now? McCabe, he's been god awful, but he's still young and has terms, so you know maybe what? you can trade him. How about this? Rasmus Ristolainen can still get twenty minutes a night. Just don't pass him the puck. <laughs> that, that that'll work. You know, let him be a goon out there. Let him hit hit guy. He'd be fine. I really think he would be okay if they just didn't give him all this ice time mm-hmm. and take McCabe off his pairing. It's just, come on. It's just annoying. It 
mind-boggling. But yes, uh, now back to who I th feel like was going to be traded after you gave that doomsday scenario. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that it will be Marco Scandella. Okay. I think it will be Marco Scandella. His name has been out there too, I believe. Uh, and I think Elliot Friedman said that uh, Montreal could be interested there, but mm -hmm. well, does He's Buffalo does Buffalo want to help him out? All right, next question, John Krieger, twenty six. If you could improve one roster spot, what would it be, and who would you look to add? Oh God, this well, team could use another center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. It's, they don't have to play Johansson on at the center anymore. You can put him on the wing. Well, I mean, who would I look to add? Ooh, well, yeah, the, what centers are available right now? Not, I don't think any. Like, I, I mean, I'd go with wing. Mm -hmm. I'd like to a winger. They definitely need another top six winger. So, but like, I think we haven't mentioned this. Why hasn't Tage Thompson gotten an opportunity yet? He's been good. I've seen clips of him in Rochester just blowing past guys, ripping shots, and I'm like, man. You won't catch Sabotka doing this alive. He He's too good for that league. And, I mean, you're just going to stick him in development hell. I mean, clearly, if this is what he is, he dominates the AHL, you got to call him up and see, okay, is this truly what this guy is? Can he not produce at the NHL level, but is he too good for the AHL? I think it's becoming more and more, this is who Tate is. They have to groom him into a checking role. Because he's not going to be a top six guy here. He's going to be more of a third, fourth line guy. they got to teach him to be a defensive forward, but a defensive forward who can put the puck in the back of the net and contribute offensively too. That's something mm -hmm. that this team has been lacking for many years. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see them they bring him up, you know, put him on the Johansson line. Why not? What do they have to lose? Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I've seen enough of Vladimir Saboka this year, and nothing's going to change there. I don't care. Like, you're lying to yourself if you think this guy – contributes in any way possible. Johansson's a guy who can get him the puck, too. Like, why not try, like, Olofsson, Johansson, Thompson? Mm -hmm. Two finishers on the wings, and you got a defensively reliable forward as well. So mm -hmm. that's something I would like to see, but I don't know. It probably won't happen. Such backwards development from the Sabres as far as Tage Thompson goes, mm -hmm. keeping him up almost the entirety of last year. When we knew from the beginning he should be in Rochester because he wasn't playing every night. He had a good little stretch around the winning streak, but then fell off again. And then they sent him back, brought Nylander up. It should have been the opposite. Mm -hmm. should have been the opposite. But whatever, it happens. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, simply put, this comes from Bill. Uh, simply put, is it, too, is it too late? Is this the start of the plunge to the basement? It's too early for that. I, I agree. It Me is too early. I, remember, I had said a couple weeks ago, I'd be a hypocrite if I backtracked on this. I want to see how this team responds to a four or five game winning uh, losing streak. And, yeah, and it's injuries. Just that. It's just that. They're getting injuries, and yep. uh, they have lost five in a row. Mm -hmm. So let's see how they respond. They got Carolina on Thursday, I think. Yeah, Carolina. So that's going to be a tough game. Hurricanes are good, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I still don't believe I, they're a couple, couple bigger, bigger moves away from being to where we want to be. So I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I, I didn't see it from the beginning. If you listen to the first, uh, episode, first episode of the season of the podcast, we were very critical. Right. On right. Them. And, and this is what I, we thought. Might, yeah. I thought mm -hmm. that. I thought this is what we're going to see. We're going to see mm -hmm. some good hockey. We're going to see some bad hockey. It happens. So, I don't know. I hope they're good. Man, I really hope they're good, but I just don't really see it. Because oh. good teams don't have guys like Sabotka on their team. Jake McCabe and Salinen, they're not, if they're on another team, how many minutes are they getting? They shouldn't be getting this much. Good teams get contributions on offense from more than just their top four guys. Mm -hmm. And they were getting that for a little bit, but not anymore. Right. So... Uh, Jordan, yes. Uh, who do we like in the draft this year? Assuming that this will be another year like last year. Uh, realistically, I, I mean, I love Alexi Lafreniere 
and Quentin Byfield. Are they going to get them? No, but like I mentioned earlier, I really like Antonio Stranges from the London Knights. Jamie Drysdale would be... Oh, <laughs> I love Jamie Drysdale. Undersized defenseman, but right-hand shot. He would be perfect to play with Rasmus Dahlin for the next 10 years. Man, he... Just such a good skater, offensive instinct, like like Quinn Hughes. That good little comparable there. Now I only I, I don't keep up with the draft before it happens. I only say it's because I have him in my Oilers franchise and shell. Uh, Quentin Byfield. Give me Quentin Byfield. He would be a center, a blessing. Get yeah, well. Imagine like okay, they miss the playoffs by like five points. They mm-hmm. win the lottery. They move up ten spots. Like okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's throw this out there. Okay, it's a growth year. They just missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then they win the lottery and pick second. Or first. Or they get Lafreniere. Is that a lost season? Uh, well, uh, Would no. you ra- no, Okay, would you rather... No. I'm not advocating for this, by the way. I'm just throwing this out there, playing devil's advocate. Would you rather them make the playoffs, get bounced by Boston in four games, five games? Let's give them, let's give them a win there. Make the playoffs, get bounced by Boston in five games, or miss the playoffs by four or five points, and then win Byfield. Oh well, yeah, that certainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, why not? I'd, I'd probably take that too. Mm-hmm. I know, like, but like Byfield, he helps you make the playoffs. He, he helps you get deeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if it's the last day of the season, I'm not going to be like, oh, lose this game, so we can maybe get Quentin Byfield. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I want them to make the playoffs, but. Right. If that were to happen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. Because <laughs> Byfield's a really good player. Lots of people are on the Quentin Byfield train right now. I love it. Uh, all right, you got anything else to say? I think that's all. No, that's all. An answer today. All right, uh, that's it for this episode of the Charging Buffalo Podcast. If you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram at the Charging Buff. You can follow us on Twitter as well. Joe TCB NHL LVKE TCB. Check out our website, thechargingbuffalo.net, for uh, pre- game previews, game recaps, prospect notebooks, other articles as well. Check that out. Also, we got a podcast tab on there. You can check out all of our archived podcasts. And then also subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review if you were so kind. Uh, we'll be back in the... Distant, not so distant future, maybe a week or so. Uh, if anything, if there's a trade that goes down, maybe we'll do another podcast this week. So maybe Tyler Tafoli or Jason Zucker will be saber. We shall see. Okay, if you enjoyed, let us know, and we will see you in the next one.